Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Jerome to throw it in. Poole gets free, catches, and the ball knocked away. Picked up by Utah on the break. Beasley feeds in. Batekia with a jam. The Warriors are down by one. No timeouts. Ty Jerome throws it the length of the floor. Deflected. The ball game's over. The Warriors have lost this game. That's right. The Warriors lose this game in almost unbelievable fashion as the Jazz steal the ball from Clay Thompson, or from Jordan Poole, rather. Uh, we'll get to Clay Thompson in a minute, but the ball stolen by Nikhil Walker, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and then led down the floor there as Tim Roy has the call. Uh, Fontecchio with the dunk, and the Warriors in a game that they had the lead in by four points with 13.3 seconds to go. They lose it. They give up a Malik Beasley three, makes it a one-point game. They call timeout, and then Jordan Poole has the ball stolen from him, and you hear the aftermath of that and the layup and the Warriors, what was going to be uh, one of their better wins of the season, turns into maybe their most devastating loss of the season in a season full of devastating losses in particular on the road and in close games. So we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game with John Dickinson with you for the next hour. Phone lines open, 888-957-9570, as the Warriors drop their second consecutive game. Jazz with the win, 124-123 to is a game where you don't have Steph Curry, you don't have Draymond Green, you don't have Andrew Wiggins, and the Warriors played really a, a nice game by all intents and purposes, and I, I just find myself looking at the final 13 seconds and, and really the, the final minute or so where the Warriors and, and Jonathan Kaminga did so much well. Tonight was a game where young players are getting an opportunity to do their thing, and Jonathan Kaminga was just terrific in this game. Uh, the big block on Clarkson, He's got Clarkson frustrated to a point where he ends up getting himself ejected from the game. Uh, And then the Warriors unable to cash in on a couple of free throws down the stretch. Kaminga missed a free throw off of the flagrant penalty two, missed one of those two free throws. Jordan Poole missed uh, one of two free throws after uh, the Jazz were in a position where they had to foul. The Warriors could have been up five. It was only four, uh, and uh, they had trouble you know, getting on, getting the ball in and then hanging on to the rock uh, a couple of different times just in those final 30 seconds or so. And it's frankly a night where a lot of really good things from the young players, Jordan Poole's 36 points, Uh, Jonathan Kaminga's 10 of 13, 24 points to go with five boards and four assists. It's wasted. It's wasted uh, with the inability to to close the game. And and tonight's not about who wasn't playing or anything like that. You get that game to a point where you're up by four and there are 13.3 seconds to go. You got to wind up winning it. And and it's just kind of an all-timer for the Warriors, really, if you look at all the success they've had uh, over the course of, of the last decade 
with all of the the championship experience and everything and the like. But uh, that's just that's one that stings in, in a big way. And instead of coming on and, and talking about how great Kaminga was and how great Jordan Poole was in scoring 36 points, we're talking about missed free throws. We're talking about an inability to, to hang on to the ball uh, and, and tuck it away when you know the opposition has to, to lay a foul on you. And we're talking about Clay Thompson as well. Uh, just a this was the kind of game where, you know, you prepare and say, well, Clay had 22. It wasn't a pretty 22, but he kept grinding. He kept he kept battling. It was just, you know, you were fortunate that you had Clay uh, at this point as opposed to not having him with the other championship core players that, that were out in this ball game. So you like having him, and you think, all right, when you're going to walk out of the building there in Salt Lake City with the win, that, that he hurt you at times, he helped you at times, but you were better off for having him than not having him as a whole for the night. But you look back at Clay Thompson's game now, and, and he was you know, 8 of 25 to get his 22 points, but he leaves the three-point shooter with the Jazz down by four and trying to shoot a three with no timeouts left. So they took their final timeout. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, drove, and Clay Thompson just completely left Malik Beasley. And, and just he followed Nikhil Alexander-Walker as Walker looked as he, he was going to take the quick two and the layup, and he kicks it right out to Beasley, who was being guarded by Clay Thompson no more, and Beasley sticks a three that makes it a 123-122 to game with 7.8 seconds. So mistake from Clay Thompson, that coupled with the free throws that the Warriors had already missed, Jordan Poole going one of two and Kaminga going one of two, as I mentioned, and now you're in a position where you have to take a timeout and you have to get the ball in, which Ty Jerome was able to do to Jordan Poole. But then Jordan Poole uh, gets the swipe down from Alexander Walker and, and he was he exposed the ball to, to that swipe. And Alexander Walker was able to knock it free. Bodies on the floor and the Jazz are able to, to come up with it. And at that point, they've got the, a fast break and they wind up uh, putting this thing uh, to bed as uh, Fontecchio gets the dunk, and uh, they were going crazy in Salt Lake City as the Warriors wind up losing this one, 124 to 123. So 888 I think the best way to put it, uh, this is the kind of game where the Warriors had Jonathan Kaminga do some big things for him in the fourth quarter of a game where the championship core, for the most part, was not playing. Uh, and Moses Moody hit a couple of huge threes and was a part of a closing lineup that helped the Warriors come from 10 down with about eight and a half, nine minutes to go in this game to where the Warriors have a four-point lead in the final 13 seconds, and yet we're talking about a loss, and, and we're really talking about a loss based on the inability to finish the game by two players that are regular rotation members for the Golden State Warriors. It, it really is you know, Jordan Poole's mistake on not protecting the ball and the missed free throw, and it's Klay Thompson inexplicably uh, leaving Malik Beasley on, on the three-point shot as uh, Alexander Walker drove the paint and realized, oh, okay, you're going to give up a wide-open three. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it out to, to Beasley, and we'll take that shot, knowing at that point the Jazz really did need a three-pointer uh, because they were down by four and didn't have a timeout. If you have another timeout, you can take the quick two and maybe try to extend it another way. But really the only way you're going to win at that point if you're the Jazz is to knock down a three-pointer. So they went for the three, but Clay gave him the pathway uh, to, to get uh, to that three-pointer. So all in all, I thought this was the kind of win that could have offset the loss Monday at Chase to the Indiana Pacers and gotten the Warriors back on track. And the Warriors won a few of these games like this last year where they were shorthanded. And, and look, tonight was not a game that I viewed as a punt by any stretch. Uh, the games in New Orleans where nobody plays like these were, hey, Steph Curry's got a legitimate injury right now. Draymond's a little banged up. Wiggins is not going to even play on Saturday, Steve Kerr said before the ball game when the Celtics are at, at chase. And so the players that weren't playing tonight had legitimate injuries. And, you know, Clay Thompson, nothing wrong with him. This wasn't a rest game or anything like that on the second of a back-to-back. -back. He, he was out there and playing. Jordan Poole was out there and playing. Opportunity for Kaminga. The Jazz had players out uh, as well on, on their side of things. I mean, they didn't have Laurie Markkinen. They didn't have Mike Conley. 
And so this was a game Colin Sexton left down the stretch. Like this, this was not a game that I had just chalked up as, well, that's going to necessarily be an L. And, and the Warriors hung around in, in this one uh, and, and played really a, a great fourth quarter right up until the point that they had the game in hand and then they gave it all back. So 888-957-9570, John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. As uh, the Warriors, uh, that's a tough one. And now you got Boston coming in on Saturday and the Warriors find themselves right back in the muck here in uh, the, the Western Conference playoff race and, and trying to, to climb out of a hole. I thought Monday night, could have been a little bit of a pivot point for the Warriors in that loss. As you look at you know, 13 and 11 did not become 14 and 11. And now you're dealing with some injuries really to the core players for the first time this season. And I thought maybe that could end up being uh, you know, November 7th was a pivot point after the three and seven start. The Warriors got things going right up until that point where they needed one more game to get Monday. They couldn't quite get it. And now you're dealing with injuries. I thought tonight could have been a momentum turner right back the other way uh, for the Warriors in a, in a positive fashion if they had been able to close this thing out. Now it's just the gut punch of all gut punches. And now you got to pick yourself up and, and try and rebound from that. You're playing the team with the best record in the NBA in a couple of nights at, at Chase to try and avoid dipping back below the 500 mark. And you know Andrew Wiggins already is not going to be a part of that game uh, for the Warriors. Great night from Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, really can't say enough about him. 12 of his 24 points in this game came in the fourth quarter. And he was... At his best, not forcing the issue, but uh, 10 of 13, a lot of layups, a lot of dunks, uh, a lot of not chasing his offense, but finding it within the game. And I think when Jonathan Kaminga, if he can play that way, and look, there were more opportunities for Kaminga tonight because of the players that were out. There were there were more opportunities for him to, to be able to score and be on the floor more consistently and, and have those chances find him. But I think tonight is a is a major step and a continuing step for Jonathan Kaminga that that he's going to be getting more minutes uh, in, in this Warriors rotation, even when the regular players are out there. It's more about the defense and the rebounding and the hustle and the style of play. If he's starting to get it to where he's bringing it at that constant of a level, then I, I think that's a very good sign for the, for the Warriors moving forward and again uh you know that is something that i think in in the big picture this is as bad as it gets i think i'm not calling it the worst loss of the season because of the players that were out but it was the worst finish of the season and they were talking about it on the on the television side i mean the warriors now one and seven on the road if you factor in tonight one and seven on the road in clutch games so five point game either way in the final five minutes they're now one and seven uh, on the season, and look, they were losing games and, and unable to finish games uh, even with the, the championship core guys in, in a lot of these 50-50 games down the stretch. But tonight, as inexcusable, frankly, as as any of them could be, when you look at the, the just the final 56 seconds, if Jonathan Kaminga uh, able to give the Warriors the lead at 129, or 121 to 119 as uh, Poole finds him, he, he gets the, the pass slashing to the basket on a really nice cut. He pump faked, dunked it, Warriors up two right there, and then they force the miss as Kaminga blocks the shot. I mean, Kaminga was doing it all. Kaminga blocks Jordan Clarkson's shot. Jordan Clarkson loses his cool, fouls Kaminga hard. It was pretty clear that that was – and then wants to fight at that point. You know, basically squares up on him looking to, to try and – uh, start a melee in, inside the building there in, in Salt Lake City. Dante DiVincenzo is able to hold Kaminga back, and it winds up being double technicals for Kaminga and Beasley, but they got the call right with the flagrant penalty two on Clarkson for the for the hammer down on the foul, the frustration foul, after he got a shot blocked. And at that point, you're thinking, hey, the Warriors are going to win this game because they're getting the two free throws off of the flagrant uh, up two, but they're also going to get the basketball with 24.9 to go, which means the Jazz are going to have to foul him. And so Kaminga, even when he made only one of two to put the Warriors up three, uh, the Warriors at that point 
are, are in a position where you're thinking, all right, they got a foul now, but the Warriors turned it over there. Kelly Olynyk came up with a steal there uh, as Clay Thompson lost the ball. And so that was another one of the, the Clay miscues. He got it back with the block on the other end, and the Warriors were able to, to get the rebound, and, and Jordan Poole was, was fouled, and, and he went to the free throw line. But then Jordan Poole missed uh, a free throw when he could have put the Warriors up five, and that point wound up being of huge importance. Uh, obviously, both of those points did. Uh, so the, but the inability uh, on all of these different plays for the Warriors to, to not make the most of, of each of those situations winds up being uh, costly as uh, they end up losing the game uh, essentially uh, at the horn, although they did have one more frantic chance with the one and four tenths seconds left to, to try and uh, get uh, the victory there. But, yeah, just uh, it would have been a real confidence-building type of a game, I think, for the young guys with Kaminga able to contribute to it, with Moses Moody able to contribute to a fourth quarter after he really didn't play all that well at all in the first half. You know, James Wiseman, even though he didn't play at all in the second half, he got a five-minute run that I thought was among his better five-minute stretches of the entire season. And so you look at it from that standpoint, and you know you could have checked a lot of boxes, really, with all of the young players. If you want to consider Poole a young player, although he was basically in the Steph Curry role tonight, playing 37 minutes and, and in the Steph rotation, playing the entire first and third quarters and then coming back mid-second and fourth to try and close the deal out. Uh, you win this game, and it's probably one of the more impressive victories of the season. You lose it, and now it's a gut punch, and now it's where do the Warriors go from here because that uphill climb continues again as the Warriors attempt to uh, try and try and you know, get back into the, the Western Conference race, which is, is all jumbled up and uh, you know a swing game, I, I think, really, in a lot of ways. We'll see if Utah stays in it, but you look at the standings now here at the end of the night and Phoenix was getting blasted at home tonight by the Boston Celtics. And that game has gone final now uh, as you look at it in Phoenix, uh, 125 to 98. The Celtics were all over the Suns uh, in, in that ball game. So the, the Celtics able to get the win there. And uh, there's a new leader atop the Western Conference, the, the New Orleans Pelicans at 16-8 and eight are now number one. The loss for the Warriors dips them back to 13-13, and 13, so they are 10th uh, in the West. But again, it's you know probably too early to focus too much on the standings. Utah won tonight. Sacramento got beat in Milwaukee. The Suns got beat. Memphis got a win uh, tonight. Uh, but, I mean, this, this is a little bit of a swing game when you look at the game against Boston coming up on Saturday. And the thing that makes it... Sting so much is the fact that it's a night where Kaminga and Moody, in particular Kaminga, really helped you win it down the stretch. And Jordan Poole, for all the great plays he made and the 36 points, helped you lose it. And Clay Thompson, in a big time way, helped you lose it down the stretch as well. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Danny on the phone lines up first here tonight. What's going on, Danny? You're on Warriors Wrap Up. Hi, JD. Uh Thank you for doing a great job on the post-game shows. Um, I was so frustrated watching the game tonight. I was just swearing up and down. Um, I, I thought it was a great effort. I think you covered all the, the, the key points. I thought Kamingas really took another step. I thought Jordan Poole played great. I thought everyone played great. But I got to tell you, uh, and it's just a fact now, it's just so apparent, Clay is killing us. I thought he absolutely killed us tonight. Um, and, you know, I think it was 8 for 23 or 8 for 24. And, 25. Um, Try 25. Eight for, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just killing us. And I I, it, I don't know. I thought he'd maybe turned a corner a few games ago. But the last two games were really, you know, I was trying to explain away some of it. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. And, look, he had 28 on Monday on 23 shots. And tonight, I, I touched on it a little bit off the top, I mean, you needed Clay Thompson to be out there tonight because you were so shorthanded, but 8 of 25 for 22 points is, I mean, that's that's not a good game, but you almost needed those points as a placeholder because who else was going to get you those points? And it's a night where he can, you know, shoot it a ton, and, and him and Jordan Poole were shooting it more more than anybody. But but look, it, it, it I've said this a few, like Clay Thompson 
has played better. And I think he had a stretch of games for a couple of weeks where, where it, it looked like he was pretty close to being back. But the reality is on Clay, and I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it, he's not back until he's played more good games than bad games for an entire season. Right, like if you're evaluating Clay Thompson's season, and, and what have there been twenty six games to this point? And I think he's missed five of them, five or six of them. So if Clay Thompson, let's say, has played twenty games this year, you can't say Clay's back until more than half of the twenty games that he's played in. He's played. You could say, hey, he's played really well in those games, and I, I still don't think we're to that point where you can say that he's played well in half of the games that he's played in. If you're just kind of giving him the you know, was he good or bad tonight? Was he, was he good or bad? Like, has he been good in more than half of the games? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. And the last couple have been, have been clunkers in particular. But again, tonight you do need him out there because if you don't have him out there, you're basically in a punt situation, like you were against the Pelicans and, and like you were against the, uh, against the. Uh, well, it was the yeah the Pelicans actually twice, so yeah the, against the Pelicans and against the Pelicans eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy Tony and Alameda next. What's going on, Tony? Hey, hello. Yep, what's going on, Tony? Hi. Hey, thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, listen, you know that game there, I, I was always relaxing everything, and I thought we had the game in the bag. Oh, something went wrong. And it was, I don't know, was, was it the coaching or uh, the decision? We had a timeout. We were out by four, and suddenly it just went, wow. You know, I, I was so, so relaxed, and then I go, oh, my God, this is something's wrong here. And then uh, turnovers, turnovers. Why are we uh, not in sync with, um, with, with our group here? I know. Uh, All right, thanks, Tony. Uh, I'm gonna jump in. I'm Tony. I'm gonna jump in. Thanks for the call. I'll, I'll just jump in there. Look, you got you got three, you got three starters out. You, you got a couple of Hall of Famers out tonight. So that's part of being out of sync. So I think you have to, you have to acknowledge there's going to be some out of sync tonight. Okay, as far as uh, the, the timeout, like you call timeout to advance the ball to half court, so you avoid having a catastrophic turnover in the backcourt. Like, so you avoid turning it over underneath your own basket to where uh, they, you know, but to where they can, you know, where they can score quickly. You don't want to, you don't want to have that happen. You also have an opportunity to calm your team down and this is the play and you go over. All right. You know, we're going to get it in here. Make sure you're hang on to the, you know, hang on to the rock as Jordan Poole didn't. And so, you know, look, this, this game I thought was, a varying degree of what you might expect from it. I mean, Utah was missing players. The Warriors were missing players. I thought this was the kind of game where the Warriors could hang around and and even win it. Uh, check with my guy, Matt Steinmetz. I, I hit him with that uh, probably about 5 or 5.30. This was not a game that I viewed as a, as a punt because the Jazz are pretty terrible defensively in their own right. The Warriors, for a good chunk of this game, didn't defend well at all. But you'd kind of expect that, being a little bit out of sync. But you know what? Poole and Kaminga kept a minute. They got some big stops. A lot of that was Kaminga. They were able to take a lead. And at the point where you're able to take the lead, you got to win it, no matter who's on the court. And look, at the two players that, that made the most critical mistakes to cost you the game, one of them's a future Hall of Famer, and Clay Thompson falling asleep on Beasley as Alexander Walker is driving to the basket and and gives Alexander Walker, Alexander Walker was like, oh, I, I'm just going to take the layup. No, I'm not, because you left your man and half-assed chased after me and then stopped to where I'm going to just lob it out to him and, and give him a wide-open look at a three. All right, so that, you know, Clay Thompson, you know, getting the, losing the ball, uh, the, 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 the Olenek steal with 20 seconds there. The, some of the shots tonight, although, again, I don't want to be too critical of Clay for the shot selection in a night where he's basically playing with Jordan Poole and, and nobody else as far as somebody with offensive prowess. But it's it's Clay and Poole, and Poole with the turnover that leads to the game-winning basket by the Jets. I mean, those are your two of your top six guys, really two of your top five guys. And so that's the most frustrating part is once you get to that point, 
those guys can't be the guys that lose it for you. If Kaminga had screwed up or Moses Moody had screwed up or you know, Ty Jerome had screwed up and, and he was a little shaky getting the ball thrown in a couple of times there at the end. But if it's one of those guys, you go, all right, it's one of those guys. You live and die with it. But it was two guys that you count on in the bigger moments that wound up throwing this game away. All right, let's go to Jeff on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, J.D., how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. This this, this is a tough one. I, I, this is a, kind of well, an all-timer tonight. This was, a, this was a tough sports day. I got the big kick in the morning from Judd not coming to the Giants. Then I'm watching this game, very relaxed. They're playing well. They came back. But there were a lot of positives tonight. I think Kaminga is really coming around really well. I think his defense night was outstanding. And I think that Moses Moody needs to get a few more minutes to play. But I think overall it was a good effort. I mean, yeah, they, they played bad in the last minute. But usually Draymond Green's the one who passes the ball. And usually you have Steph in there, who's the best free throw shooter of all time. So I'm not real, real upset about the loss. But I think they're turning the corner, actually. And I'd like to see Wiseman got five minutes tonight, look decent. And he played good, so I think he could help down the stretch too. So I would like to see I would like to see Ryan Rollins play, but overall I thought good effort. I mean, you're missing what Wiggins, Steph, and Draymond. They did great, great effort. So I appreciate everything you do on the radio. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, great effort. Just a, a colossal collapse of a finish. I mean that that's the kind of finish that you see maybe league-wide once or twice a year. Definitely less than five times you see a team lose a game in that way. I mean, they were up by four with 13.3 seconds to go. I mean, that is a, that is an all-time collapsed, collapsed job. I mean, it, it really is. And the way that it happened was was incredible. Uh, 888-957-9570 and, and not incredible in a good way. Uh, Robin in San Francisco. What's going on, Robin? Hey, how you doing? You know, I uh, am feeling some kind of way about this game, um, and you kind of just covered it all. I, you know, I don't. I think from what I could tell, to me, uh, well, first of all, I disagree about Kaminga playing great defense. He might have had some great defensive stops. But as a team overall, they they did not play great defense, okay, for, for what, uh, the first three quarters? They really were awful. But what I saw were the mental mistakes, in particular the, the, the crucial between, between, you know, Poole and Clay. And I'm just wondering, you know, we can't figure out, you know, was it something like they, they got lackadaisical? Why weren't they there mentally? There were a lot of mental mistakes that you would expect from others, but from them in particular. And it wasn't the first couple of mental mistakes either. I mean, poor Mr. Free Throw, it's like, wow. I mean, it happens, J.D., but it's like, huh, I don't know. I get to start to think in conspiracy and things like that. But <laughs> mentally, I, I don't know. Can you speak to that? Peace out. Love you, J.D. Yeah. Well, look, I think I think Clay Thompson just had a bad game pretty much all around. And and we've seen I mean, the, the mistakes that Clay made are the space cadet kind of mistakes. I mean, they really are. I mean, that's like, hey, you're up three. Don't foul the three point shooter. And then he fouls Kevin Herter. And the Warriors were lucky that they didn't call it. Otherwise, that game would have been going to overtime in all likelihood on a on a big time blunder. Like like Clay does have those moments where he he does just kinda he does kinda lose himself or lose where he's supposed to be. Now he typically does so many good things over the years that it doesn't matter. Like that's just Clay being Clay and you kinda take all all of it with a grain of salt because the positive so much outweighs the negative. Well well the margin for error for this team with Steph and with Draymond and with Wiggins out, you get to a point where you need Poole and Tom- and Clay Thompson above everybody else on the roster to help you finish a game like that. Those are the two guys you got going for you in a game like that once you get that lead. And I think that's the part that stings the most about this game is the fact that that those are the guys that wind up letting you down uh, if if you're the Warriors on a night where. And I agree with you, Robin. the The defense was not good overall, 
I thought Kaminga's defense was good. I thought Kaminga's defense down the stretch was good. But no, the the reason the Warriors were, it looked like, going to lose this game when they were down 10 with eight, nine minutes to go was the fact that they gave up 70 points in the middle two quarters. I mean, at that point, it was the fourth quarter defense, really, uh, that was good with the Jazz only scoring 24 points. And, and it looked like they were, you know, they had 19 up until that that final little 5-0 run with the Beasley three and then the, and then the steal and the layup. So 8 at 8 957 9570 John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. Warriors lose a heartbreaker to the Jazz, 124-123. They blew a four-point lead in the final 13.3 seconds. Uh, the and yeah, that's a that's a tough one, and the the ramifications of it are also tough. I mean, you look at, at just you know, win versus loss. You win, you're basically seventh in the West at this point. You lose, and you're basically you know now down to tenth or tied for tenth and eleventh. And and look, I think that the Warriors are not out of the woods yet. I know they played a lot better from the from the three and seven start all the way to get up to, to 13 and 11. They were 10 and four. And one of those games was a game where they rested everybody against the Pelicans. And they're not out of the woods yet, though, with everything so so jumbled up. I think this was a critical week, finishing the homestand with a win. And I really thought they had a shot to win tonight. I mean, the injuries are unfortunate. And I don't know if the Warriors had, had bookmarked tonight as a game that maybe they were going to give some of the veterans a night off. I think the injuries to, to Steph and, and to Wiggins for sure, because he's already been ruled out for Saturday with the adductor injury, that's that's legitimate. But I, I feel like tonight's the kind of night where if they had had everybody available, they, they probably would have won easily uh, in, in that game. Just There's something about the Jazz, that matchup. They're just very comfortable. The Jazz are not super athletic, uh, and I think the Warriors can kind of hang around in games and, and really win – by not having to play a ton of defense for 48 minutes. They can they can clamp down in certain stretches. The game is loose enough to where they can get enough offense for the most part and and close it out. And so I think you know, the Jazz, I mentioned it last week, or, or I guess around Thanksgiving, uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now, almost a week and a half ago or so when those two teams played. It's just a, a real favorable matchup for the Warriors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. They just are always very comfortable uh, against the Jazz. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he addressed the final minute and uh, what was uh, a a real nice performance from some of the young guys in Jordan Poole. But uh, the Warriors blew it in the final 13.3. Here's the head coach. You guys had a four-point lead with 13 seconds left. Just what? And the ball, I believe, yeah. What happened over those next 15 seconds? You watched. You're, you're asking me what happened. You just watched the game. We didn't take care of the ball. We, we turned it over, and, um, and they took the game. And it's a shame because our guys did a lot of great stuff. I thought to that point they really fought and earned uh, the right to win the game. And then we didn't close it. you got to close it. You know, you got to be um, rock solid with the ball. Um, you got to be smart defensively. And uh, we were neither of those things the last uh, 13 seconds. Kaminga, I mean, you've been talking a lot about how well he's been probably that, that, um, that defensive play over Jordan Clarkson now down the stretch there. Just what do you think? JK was tremendous tonight. Fantastic. He's, he continued his, um, his recent play uh, as far as you know defense and running the floor and re- really being solid but he added the the scoring um you know getting to the rim uh posting up a couple times um f- fantastic defensive play down the stretch when he blocked uh, Clarkson's shot and then got fouled yeah JK was uh, magnificent and it's uh, it's a shame we couldn't finish it off with the win because um I thought both he and Moses um played just huge minutes for us uh, down the stretch and, uh, you know, made big plays. And But again, got to close the door and we didn't close it. In my experience, there's uh, one game like this every year where you, you, you just leave the building saying, what just happened? You know, it happened to us last year. Uh, actually, a couple of them. You know, last year, home games against Denver and Indiana, where we gave up tying three against Indiana and a game winning three against Denver, where, you know, you make mistakes down the stretch and, and you just leave the arena and you're just shaking your head. You're thinking, how did we just let that happen? Uh, so as a team, as a staff, um, you know, it's important that we move on. And um, so you learn from it. You know, you watch watch the tape, see what you need to do better. Can't leave a three-point shooter up four, you know, with six seconds left, whatever it was, when the game plan is to not give up threes. Um, we relax. We give up a three. You know, we got to take care of the ball. You know, if, if you know they're coming, we got to chest that ball. And, um, you know, we didn't take care of those things down the stretch. And uh, like I said, I feel terrible for our guys because they fought. They did a lot of great things. But we have to close the door. This is a hard league. Every Everybody's good. Everybody's got great players, and uh, we didn't close the door. Why do you think it's just been like hard for you guys to close out this season? You know, we have a, a, a core group, you know, kind of five or six guys who um, we rely on, but we've you know we've had different uh, different guys in our rotation. I think it's solidified somewhat here over the last uh, few weeks, but um, you know we're still trying to find ourselves as a team. And until you really uh, find that identity and find the the group feeling of you know we can do this, we're gonna knuckle down and you know take care of this this game you're you know you're not there yet so we're just not there yet beyond the way your guys play how would you sort of assess their poise i mean this is a difficult environment on the road as you said you have four or five or six guys three of them were here to to just sort of the composure element of yeah great fourth quarter you know, great fourth quarter. Um, like I said, you know, JK was uh, fantastic. Jordan had a you know big night for us, um, made some big shots um, at key times. And there were a lot of really good things, but didn't close it. I can only say that so many times. You got to play till the end. We didn't play till the end. James had played just five minutes, but what did you see from him in those five minutes? James was solid. He was he did a good job. So that's that's what we asked of him. And he came in and um, and did his job. End of the first quarter, end of the second quarter, down the stretch, you look up and it's Poole, Camino, uh, and uh, Moody, you know, 23, 20, and 20, kind of a snapshot of the future in many ways. I know you don't think of that during a game, you're trying to win, but how uh, seeing them together, I guess, 
for those extended stretches where you sort of learn about the way they play together. The thing with young guys like them is every game is valuable. And um, you don't know when, you know, a player is going to break through. And so the hard part, you know, for Moses and JK and James is that we haven't been able to give them a runway to make mistakes and, and learn from their 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 play. And so um, they've had to make the most of their minutes when they've gotten them. And uh, so every time they come, it's important to pounce on them. And I thought I thought all three guys came in and did a great job tonight and continued their improvement and their development. All right, so Steve Kerr there reacting to this one as the Warriors lose in really crushing fashion tonight, 124 to 123. Uh, talking about losing the three-point shooter when you know that a team is trying to get a three, and if you go back and, and watch it, and I was going back and, and watching it a couple of times here right before the show started, and I, I think Marcus Thompson of The Athletic made this point. Clay Thompson was really the only guy that, that wasn't you know, overplaying to the point where it was, you know, hey, let him take the layup. And he and Alexander Walker was stuck. He was just going to have to take the two. And at that point, the Jazz don't have any timeouts left. It turns into the free throw game. They're going to need an extra point somewhere. I mean, it, you know, they would have had to have done what they did and pull up from 30 feet and hit a three without the Warriors maybe fouling them first uh, if you force them into the, into the two at that point in time. So it was pretty crazy. Uh, and then, yeah, Jordan Poole, uh, pretty simple explanation there from Steve Kerr as far as got to tuck it away. You got to chest the ball. You got to put the ball, you got to put the ball up against yourself, not expose it to the defender to where they can take a swipe at it or try and punch it out or, or whatever and Jordan Poole just just wasn't strong enough with it in a situation where you know it's two obvious situations really it's it's a you know you're going to get fouled you got to try you got to try to hang on to it and and not let them be able to swipe it and then the situation where you know a team's going for a three-pointer in an attempt to stay alive in a game, you you just cannot give up a three. You you sure as heck, and you can't. I mean, you go back and watch the play. I mean, Clay Thompson just completely. I don't know what he was doing. On I mean, he he just completely left the three point shooter, started going over to Alexander Walker, and then didn't even try to didn't even try to contest the layup, which I can understand at that point because you don't want to foul. But he just kind of stopped in between. Uh, his man, which was Beasley, who hit the three, and Alexander Walker, who was doing everything he possibly could to draw and kick to somebody for a three. The Warriors had the rest of it guarded, but it wound up being a three that, that cut the game down to one. Warriors still at that point have the timeout, uh, and if you can get the ball in, the worst-case scenario and make your free throws is maybe the Jazz hit a, a desperation three, but without any timeouts at that point, uh, it's very easy to foul up three because – the Jazz would have had to have gone the length of the floor. It's not like an inbound situation where you're getting it at half court, you're throwing it toward the three-point line, and then you can get caught where maybe you foul on a three. Uh, it, it's a lot trickier to foul up three in that situation. But with no timeouts for the Jazz, they got to throw it in and dribble it up and all of that. You could, you could foul on the catch. You could foul on somebody trying to, to dribble it up the floor. And at that point... Uh, the the odds of, of winning this game just uh, go up really exponentially. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's hear a couple of minutes from one of the bright spots, probably the biggest bright spot for the Warriors in this one tonight, and that is Jonathan Kaminga. Can you describe just sort of the emotion of that? You guys played so well. Obviously, having will be down the and change so quickly at the end. We're supposed to win the game. Uh, it's just things that happen, like Steve say. In the NBA, it's crazy because – one day, like every other 82 game, there is always going to be like a game just like that, that you're just going to ask yourself, like, what happened? You know, we're just going to go back home and watch film and try to just get better. And, but I'm really happy and proud with the way we play, especially that second unit, because pretty much everybody was the guy that played for the second unit. I mean, we kind of like know what everybody like on the floor now. We kind of know each other. and We're just out there playing for each other. What happened in the point from with you and... Clarkson, I mean, he's grabbed you from behind your foul. Looks like he squared up. You might have left in his face. What did you see for that? How did you describe it? I mean, I didn't have no intention to do anything. It was just so funny to a point where 
I just saw him square up right away. I'm like, man, you don't want to follow me. I ain't got to do all that. So it was just funny just seeing that. I mean, I didn't say nothing. I didn't do nothing. It's just the fact that it turned that way to trying to like fight me and stuff. And, and I wasn't with that. And the play right before I mean, that he followed you on was really crucial and big defensive play by yourself. Um, just how much of an emphasis have you putting on your defense? And I know we talked a little bit Dallas. We talked about you focusing on the little things, not necessarily scoring. But tonight you kind of were able to do it all. Just playing defense the way I'm doing it could help so much in any in a lot of things. Uh, that's pretty much why I'm just still focused on like playing defense and like watching clips every day of defense and just knowing how to guard people without fouling and mostly the best players in the league. So I think that's just been in my, uh, my mentality. The last play was obviously crazy, but Steve seemed more frustrated by the Beasley three-pointer. Um, I think you're on the court at that time. What what sort of happened that you got, you got that open? Were you guys? I don't really know because we always all focus on guarding our man, but I don't know what happened. So I don't I don't even know because I wasn't even looking that way. I just saw the ball go in the, in the hoop and I was surprised. What was your view of the final play when you were across the ball? I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about that. You know, like I said, it's just things that happen sometimes in the game that you cannot control. It, it, there were several points where you, Jordan, and Moses were all on the court together for long stretches, maybe more so than usual. Um, as you mentioned earlier, it seems like you guys are more, more and more comfortable playing together. Do you feel like that showed tonight? I feel like it shows, and it's just everybody coming out there uh, and giving all the guy, like we did. Me, Moses, Jordan, we came out there. We compete, but we just didn't get to pull this win. But I'm, like I said, I'm really happy with the way we all play. All right, so Jonathan Kaminga there. Yeah, great night for Jonathan Kaminga. A uh, really strong night, at least in the fourth quarter, for Moses Moody. And you have to love the way Kaminga handled uh, a hot situation with respect to the block of Clarkson and then Clarkson laying that flagrant foul penalty, too, on Kaminga. And Kaminga looked like he was he was ready. He, he was ready for the smoke if the smoke was going to come. And Clarkson was looking to bring the smoke in a big-time way. But you got to give the vet... Dante DiVincenzo, the young vet, credit for for pulling Kamingo away, saying, "Hey, man, this is this is nonsense. Don't need that right now. Let him act the fool and get himself run from this game, which is exactly what happened." Then you got Kaminga smiling and and laughing it off. And man, at that point, it was looking like it was going to be uh, a real real good Warrior win, one of the better Warrior wins of the season, and and really, I think, in line with a couple of games last year that the Warriors were able to win shorthanded. This is the third game now of the season where the Warriors have had, uh, haven't had multiple stars out there and look a little more action tonight because they did have Clay Thompson out there. Uh, although Clay made some mistakes down the stretch, but this is now the third game that the Warriors won three. I think they were three and seven last year in, in those similar situations. I know they won a game in San Antonio last year they won uh, a couple of games. They won a game of Miami last year when when they rested everybody. They won in Detroit last year when they when they rested everybody. And, and tonight would have had a little bit of those vibes, uh, I think, for the Warriors uh, had they been able to to walk out of Utah with a, a win. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Final few minutes here, John Dickinson for. On uh, Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game as the Jazz end up winning this one 124 to 123. Uh, if you're just joining us, incredible finish in this one and incredible in a very bad way for the Golden State Warriors who came from 10 down in the fourth. They had the lead, a four-point lead with 13.3 seconds to go. There was uh, a back and forth between Kaminga and Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson with a big uh, or Kaminga with a big block of Clarkson one of a handful of strong defensive plays down the stretch for Jonathan Kaminga. He really played good defense in the fourth quarter in particular. Moses Moody hit a couple of big threes. Looked like they were going to get just enough from Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole uh, poured in 36, and then uh, all hell broke loose with the Warriors turning it over. Clay Thompson turned it over uh, and then blocked a shot uh, to save his own turnover. Uh, after uh, Kelly Olenek had picked up a steal with the, the Warriors at a point there where they uh, had been up by three 
and then went to the free throw line. Jordan Poole misses a free throw, splits the pair, uh, and then Malik Beasley able to hit the three. Clay Thompson completely falls asleep and allows the three uh, as Nikhil Alexander-Walker was looking for anybody that he could kick it out to, and Clay gave him the perfect path. Uh, winds up being a one-point game there, but all the Warriors have to do at that point is throw it in and hit a couple of free throws, and Jordan Poole doesn't protect the rock. Uh, Alexander Walker, in the middle of everything again, he forces the steal, balls on the floor, and it winds up being a uh, Fontecchio dunk with 1.4 seconds to go, and the Jazz wind up winning. Warriors with no timeouts at that point, and Utah wins it 124 to 123. So the Warriors, after working all the way back to 13 and 11 and a couple of games over 500 after being four games under 500 at 3 and 10, have now dropped two straight. They're 13 and 13, and the team with the best record in the NBA is coming to Chase Center on Saturday night. That would be the Boston Celtics fresh off a 27-point win in Phoenix tonight, and uh, the game was not that close. Uh, I'll just tell you that. The game was not close. The Celtics were up by 40 or more at the point in which I really w stopped paying attention and really started locking in at the, uh, on starting this show. But they're going to come in 20-5 uh, and five, uh, are the Boston Celtics right now. Warriors now 13-13, and 13, and then the big road trip coming up as well. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Clay Thompson. Uh, before we call it a night here on Warriors Wrap Up, here's here's what Clay had to say about uh, the end of this one, which was catastrophic for the Warriors. I mean, I'm really proud of our young guys, JK in particular. Moses came in, hit huge shots, fought a Claudus back, and I mean, we just had a couple mental lapses. One on me personally, leaving Beasley open, a turnover, and a tough one to digest. But we'll learn from it, and we'll be better. What did you see when you? Oh, thank you for letting me recollect such a great moment of the game. Uh, I just fell asleep. I didn't watch the ball handler get to the rim rather than sticking on the three-point shooter. And, uh, that was a dreadful mistake by myself. Jonathan, what have you just, his evolution, especially since putting together a really good string of mm -hmm. games, um, before talked about how he's doing all the little things but not necessarily scoring which is good but tonight he's able to do it all yeah i mean his defense was incredible on clarkson on that one possession at the end there and his ability to finish around the rim uh jk is a special talent and he showcased that tonight and while he's young in his career will he keep when he keeps things simple it's impressive to watch and he's going to add layers to his game as each season goes by so just an incredible talent we watch the film, we learn from it, we take a dead nice day off, well-earned day off, and we just, uh, yeah, learn from it. It's that simple. But you mentioned how Kaminga is coming along. Several stretches tonight, you looked out there and it was... JP at 23, Ming at 20, Moody at 20, playing together for long stretch, obviously kind of future in how, how much do you see them as a group sort of meshing more now maybe that they've had those chances? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, so young, so much greatness ahead of the, all of them, and we're very lucky as, you know, the Warriors organization. They've been drafting so well for a decade now, so those guys are going to be great while wearing this uniform. All right, so Clay Thompson there addressing, owning up to the mistake, said he fell asleep flat out, which is exactly what happened if you watched it. And it, he just got to stick with Malik Beasley in, in that situation and let them have the layup. Uh, if, they have, if they get the layup, it's a two-point game at that point as, as opposed to a one-point game. And, and maybe the Warriors find themselves, even if they do turn it over, as Jordan Poole did in a, in a tie-type situation at that point, uh, but, yeah, you, you got to allow the two and, and do everything you can to not allow uh, the three-point shot. As far as the last part of it goes, and you know, this is the part that I do think, you know, we can say it's December and, and the Warriors just made up a lot of ground in a short period of time here uh, over the last few weeks up until these last two games. But 
I, I do think there needs to be some some caution to just thinking, hey, chill and take a day off and on to the next. And you know, with the West so jumbled up, you got to keep winning. And the Warriors are more banged up now than they've been at any point this season. We'll see what happens with Steph and Draymond. It sounds like they're likely to be back on Saturday against the Celtics. They're not going to have Wiggins. And that really is the opportunity for Jonathan Kaminga, which is going to be a lot of fun on Saturday is he he's going to get a shot with with Wiggins out to to go up against the Jalen Browns and the and the Jason Tatums and all of the great players that the Celtics have because the Warriors need wing help and you can say he's a big wing or he's played more four and that's the case but he's gonna have to be out there uh in a, in a big time way and so if he can on a, a, the big stage continue to play the way that he has and not thinking that he has to do more, but, but, you know, not chase his offense, rebound, defend, play him with some of the better players. I think that puts him in a position where he can really, really succeed uh, and, and really help this team. And, and that is the one thing among all of the bad and the finish was catastrophically bad for a regular season game. I mean, that's kind of an all timer in terms of a loss. And I, I'd bet, as I mentioned earlier, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have three, four games like that finish in, in that type of way uh, in all teams, all games over the course of, a, of an NBA season, uh, the way the Warriors dropped that one with the steal and the layup and, and everything else. But but Kaminga becoming a bigger part of the rotation and being able to play 20-plus minutes a game, that that is something that could, if he can do it. And I don't think he's there yet, but he's on – on track tonight is another step we've seen him be close to this before and then get pulled back because he doesn't maintain the energy or the effectiveness as as quickly you know as consistently as Steve Kerr and the coaching staff want so I think it's it still remains to be seen whether he can continue to put it together over and over but I think that in a loss could be the biggest bright spot for the Warriors moving forward uh, if if he can truly be somebody that can be trusted to play 20, 25 minutes, I think they're going to need to go out and get somebody regardless that can that can play the wing spot in case you have an injury or in case you don't fully trust Kaminga in a playoff-type series or down the stretch in a regular season, even if he's helping you at varying degrees right now. But for the time being, I think they probably need to figure out, just, just get him on the court, trust him, and and see what they've got uh, as he has played much better over these last couple of weeks. All right, that'll do it uh, for Warriors wrap-up in this one. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios from Sterling Bennett on down the line, cutting all the highlights and the post-game sound. Great job by everybody. Uh, Warriors off for a couple of days as uh, they will be back in action Saturday. That's going to be a good one. No Andrew Wiggins for the Warriors. Warriors and the Celtics, 530 Warriors Live comes your way at 4.30 from Chase Center, as I'll have that for you. Make sure you tune in to Warriors this week on Saturday from 10 to 1. Myself and Whitey Gleason will be taking your phone calls. We'll be talking everything about the, the Warriors. And uh, also a Warriors weekly podcast with myself and Matt Steinmetz. That will drop tomorrow. Look for the latest edition. We'll be talking about the close to this game uh, and where the Warriors sit now at 13 and 13. Uh, that should be dropping right around 11, 11.30 or so tomorrow uh, in the morning. So look for that uh, for 95.7 the game. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Uh, John Dickinson, Warriors lose tonight to the Jazz, 124 to 123. And you heard it right here at 95.7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.